the June Exchange SA. I have Casey and Joseph here with me from the pre-PT grind. So I'm really excited to have them on and kind of see how they started this whole crazy thing. Before we get started, throughout the chat, feel free to post questions in the Facebook comments and on Twitter. Use the hashtag Exchange SA and my, the rest of the board is in the background kind of getting all your questions and I will ask all of them live and we're just gonna have a really good conversation. Uh, Casey and Joseph, go ahead and introduce yourselves and give us a little bit of background. Go ahead, Joseph. All right, cool. So my name is Joseph uh, Googie. Uh, I am, as Casey is, I went to Andrews University to get my physical therapy degree. Um, I'm actually a physical therapist now, a few months out. Uh, Casey's in his last year of PT school. Um, but um, I'm currently practicing in uh, Tampa, Florida, outpatient orthopedics, and it is absolutely amazing. Um, I'm still I'm still loving it, uh, but at the same time, also engaging in uh, the online realm with PrePT Grind, which is the platform that Casey and I both both run. And we'll talk about it a little bit more during this call. But uh, but yeah, that is who I am. I, I love being a PT. Uh, easily the greatest decision I've made yet. Um, I, I was wondering if I'd go six months in and, you know, fatigue out and, you know, uh, tap out like some of my peers did, unfortunately, but, but no, going strong. It's, it's been amazing. Good. All right, Casey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm currently a third year PT student at Andrews university. Um, I graduate in August, a few weeks away. So super excited about that. Uh, what is that? Six weeks away right now. So I'm currently in my in my last rotation at an acute care setting in Chicago, Illinois, and um, so yeah, that's my school uh, background. Then also, like Joseph said, have we're in the online world with PrePT Grind, and uh, I also run social media for NewGradPhysicalTherapy.com. Uh, so a lot of cool things going on. Uh, super excited about uh, this chat. Thanks for you know inviting us here. Jillian. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on with PT that I'm super excited about. Uh, when, when I first chose PT, I chose it because you can do all of this stuff. Yes, of course, the patient care is great and uh, you get to influence people's lives, but you can also do this as well. So I'm glad I'm, I'm pretty much already doing it now without, you know, even graduating. So I'm loving PT so far. Let's do it. So, so you guys, uh, it's safe to say you're a little busy, even though, you know, you're still students and practicing clinicians. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. A lot of time management. You know, what? it's key to, to work life balance. I think it's time management. Oh, yeah. So where did this pre PT grind idea come from? And how did you guys get it going? Uh, so so this is actually a few years coming. Uh, we didn't know that it would become an online platform like it is now. Uh, short story, uh, my sophomore year of uh, just college, I was frustrated. I had a few peers of mine that were getting misdirected by faculty members at Andrews University. It's not just the school. This happens at many other schools. And um, they were just pretty much told to pull the plug on physical therapy, sophomore year. They're two years into you know, their bachelor's degrees, and they're told, you know what, your grades aren't going to cut it the way you're going right now. You're not going to get into PT school. Ironically, ironically, one of those friends later went back and is currently in, you know, in PT school right now as we speak. Uh, so it's funny how that works. But um, yeah, that's what happened. And so I was frustrated because I, I was like, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense that two years in, 
the people that I know are he like hell bent on becoming clinicians, uh, have fallen in love with this profession, have put in a lot of work. They were just, you know, not knowing how to balance it all and they just were misdirected. We're pretty much told, you know what, you're not going to make it, pull the plug. And so um, after that point, I was so frustrated by it that I decided that um, I would do for other pre-PT students what other students had done for me. So I was fortunate enough to have a few people that were a few classes ahead of me that were guiding me. And I just went to them. I was like, hey, you took this class two years ago. How was it? And so little things like that up until the application process. And so by my junior year, uh, we had um, developed a program at Andrews University called the Pre-PT Success Program. Uh, Casey Coleman was one of the first people that we recruited uh, to be part of our team. And we ran it. Uh, pretty much what we were doing was we were teaching them how to get into physical therapy school without, you know, going through the frustrations and, you know, wasting a lot of time and, you know, misdirection and money and all these different things. And we're just trying to show them on our campus how to do that. And so we just did it because we loved it, but we also loved them and we knew what it was like to go through that process. And we did it year after year after year. Um, my second year of PT school, I saw Casey, you know, posting some blogs and I was like, what is this man doing? Like, Casey doesn't write? Like, what, what is this? <laughs> so, so, so I messaged him and I'm like, Casey, like, what's, what's, what, like, what's going on? And so that's when he kind of told me about his mentor, Greg Todd at the time, both of our mentors now. And um, he pretty much suggested the idea. He's like, Joseph, you, you're about to graduate in a year. And we know that if we leave Andrews University, there's really not going to be anybody here that could carry it on the same way we have because there's not a lot of people that are that passionate about serving pre-PTs. So, so it was Casey's idea. He said, hey, like, why don't, why don't we make it an online platform and just serve more people? And um, that was 2016. That was fall of 2016. And um, the rest is history. So January of 2017, I got into Smart Success Physical Therapy uh, with Greg Todd. And from there, it was then that we realized that we could take the same platform that we had at Andrews University and help a lot of people online. Uh, but to do that, you have to, like, you have to help a lot more people than just the people that are going to be in the course, right? And so we realized that we just had to serve at a high level. So that's when, you know, April of 2017, we started putting out our podcasts, YouTube videos. We put out the pre-doctor physical therapy students Facebook page. Um, and we realized, like, we were like, well, we have to call this something. And because we already had that pre-PT success program, we're like, well, we can't just call it that. It's, it's, it's tacky. We have to have some <laughs> platform name. And so we called it Pre-PT Grind. And so that's what we ran with. And we just decided that we were going to do everything in our power to just serve Pre-PTs, whether they were in our courses or not, because um, a lot of them are like those friends that I had my sophomore year that were just uh, being misdirected. And it's funny, like just the calls and phone calls and conversations that we've had with Pre-PT since then have just proven that fact that people are just being misguided. But a lot of people just have a lot of fears um, they're not staying in their own lanes. They're seeing their peers going through the process and they're like, well, they're getting in, but their grades and everything are a lot better than mine. So I have no chance. And so it's really instilling a lot of hope in pre-PTs because they're the future of our profession. I mean, uh, I mean, us as, you know, physical therapy students, you know, clinician, all that. I mean, we're here and we're at the starting line for the professional part. But these pre-PTs are the future of the profession. And I think if we don't serve them at this level, if no one is giving them hope, if no one is giving them direction, then we lose a huge chunk of, you know, where this profession goes. And I know we have like Vision 2020 and all these different things in the APTA, but, but I think a lot of those were set by, by the generation that came ahead of us. 
And so I think mm-hmm. the pre-PTs in our generation have a chance to completely, not eradicate, but completely run laps around what has already been set up. Because if they don't, and if we don't empower them, then all we're doing is just following what's already set up for us and we just stagnate. And if PT stagnates, then what the heck is that degree for, that doctorate? All it is is more debt, right? So if we don't teach pre-PTs how to empower themselves, learn how to set, up, set themselves up to be what we call all-star SPTs because we want them all to become student physical therapists, then it's a wrap. So that's, that's in short, what we do. Casey, your turn. I just got like so excited about like applying to PT school and like I already went through that whole mess. And I was like, yes, I'm going to get in just by like listening to you. So sounds like you're doing a good thing there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Joseph's preaching. Um, but if I can add, if I can add anything to it, it's just basically for um, the the PT students now or the clinicians now, new grads to really to really think back to when you were in you know your pre PT phase or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And at least for me, I remember, because our PT school is on campus, I remember looking at that PT school and seeing the people walk out and being like, man, they're so cool. Like, oh, it would just be great to just, <laughs> right? if I can just be a first year <laughs> PT student, oh man, my life would be set. I saw them walking out with their books and, you know, with their gloves <laughs> from Cadaver Lab. I'm like, oh, must be nice, right? Must be nice. And now sometimes we forget about that. You know, we have mm-hmm. five tests in a week. We got, you know, cadaver lab, practicals, clinical rotations. We're trying to, you know, apply for jobs once we graduate. And we we forget what it was like. Mm. And these guys are, I'm telling you, they're dying to be you. Like Jillian, I'm telling you, we have students <laughs> who are dying to be in your place. We have students who love the APTA, who are interested in advocacy. And if they could just be a third year student, they're like, she doesn't even know what she has. Like if I can just, I can't even get in. If I can just get in and be her, if she only knew what I'm going through right now, that's that's one thing that I, I just want to hit home for the people watching this, if they're already in school or just got accepted or been out a couple of years. Um, just remember what you were like. Remember when you wanted to get into PT school. And, and these students, uh, whether they're our followers or students in our program, they are pretty much just how you were. They are dying. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm telling you, they want to be in your position so bad. They're doing everything they can. And with, with this platform, they're getting a ton of information that we didn't have uh, when we were you know, applying to school. So like Joseph said, if they're, if they're on fire now and once they graduate, just it's game over. I don't know how the, yeah, I don't know how this profession is going to look, but I know it's, it's going to look better and, and grow from where we're at. So I see a lot of uh, some of our students are right now. So what's up, guys? Yeah, you're like, Thanks for joining they're telling you that you're you're spitting straight fire right now. I think that's what all the flames are for. <laughs> uh, I think they're excited. But I think that's a good like reminder for like when we feel burnt out with PT school because I know it's a huge issue. I know like I've gone through it recently, but um, you know I'm so close to being done, but yet I'm not done, and I want to just make money, but I can't because I'm in clinical. Um, I think it's a good reminder to just think about you know where we were three years ago, just dying to get into PT school, and like thankful that we're even here. Exactly. Uh, I think that's a really good point. It's quickly how easily we forget. It no, it's so we forget so quickly. we forget so fast, and I think I think it's just it speaks volumes to how how our career goes. I mean, this is no disrespect to to, to kind of you know my my process in you know my rotations during my last year of PT school, but but I noticed that, and it's sad, and I think this is why this is so amazing what you're doing. Um, but but. 
but I think a lot of us new, like new grads, um, physical therapy students that are, you know, in PT school, young professionals, we really just can't forget. Um, if, yeah. if we forget, then we let down the people that are coming out after us. Um, I remember speaking to some young, young PTs that were CIs. I'm talking two years out and they had, it's almost like they had forgotten what the grind was like academically. You know what I mean? And, and, and I was like, man, like, dude, like if, if only you remembered, you could, you could enrich, like enrich the experience of your students so much more, you know, mm-hmm. giving them all, instead of dragging them along and making them do all your dirty work, you could really give them a lot of skill sets <laughs> that empower them to become phenomenal clinicians when they're out. And yeah. so I think if we remember that as PT students, if we remember that as new PTs, which you're about to be, if we remember that as just clinicians in general, then I think that's when our profession thrives uh, because I think that's how it works. That's how it really works. Like somebody has to be able to help because like Casey just said it, they're looking to you. They're looking to any other PT student, new grad clinician that's uh, you know watching this right now. They want to be you like that's like let that sink in. They want to be you. And, and you know how to be you, so it's a pretty easy equation. It's a pretty easy equation where all you have to do is empower them to follow the path that you went on. That's why even on our podcast, the Pre-PT Grind podcast, Casey and I early on decided we don't just want to talk the, the two of us because our stories are just two stories. That's it. We want to bring on guests just like you're doing right now and just utilize their stories because that's what empowers other people to see themselves in it. Because everything, like, we, we relate with one story and that's all it takes. And then we're, we're good to go because everybody's experience is different. So if, if all of us did it, imagine, imagine where this profession would be five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And then now we're not worrying about PT. Everything is just resolved just because of that. <laughs> yeah. So one, one more thing, though. One more thing. Can, am I coming through? Yeah, you oh, are. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. And... So mentorship is like a hot buzzword now. Advocacy is a hot buzzword. Like if we're seeking that from the people above us, can we act? Can we do what we're you know talking about and do that for the pre-PTs? Like, isn't that advocacy? Isn't that mentorship? Like you're doing it right now if you just reach back just That's a true. little bit. A year ago, two years ago, then we don't have to, I mean, yes, we still have to ask for mentorship and you know push for advocacy, but empowering them, like we were just talking about, well, that will then take care of itself. For the generation after them, we don't have to worry about mentorship. We don't have to worry about advocacy because we already planted those seeds. And now for the generations going forward, it's already instilled in them, then the next and the next and the next. So yes, we do have to pull from the people above us and we do have to you know, take their leadership and mentorship and things like that. But if we don't want to struggle with the same issues, just, hmm. just instill it in them, and boom, we can wash our hands and game Done. over. And game over. I love it. All right, so you guys have talked about your pre-PT grind, which I absolutely love that name because it literally is a grind, not only to get in, but once you're in. Um, what is a little bit of your process of like your system that you have, or I don't know the technical term for your little, um, I don't know the word, but and then like, how do you make students aware of the program? That's the word I was looking for. Program. <laughs> You got it, Casey. How do we make them aware of the program? Um, I guess we can just say marketing. I guess that's a safe word to use. Uh, We have all our platforms. We just kind of talked about it before. Uh, Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, our Facebook group, 
um, our website. We have like uh, cheat sheets and eBooks and things like that. Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, anything to get them in our world. Then we educate them about everything else we have. So we're just giving them, whether it's uh, a podcast or pre-PT chats during the week, whether it's something like this, and we invite them to join and listen in. Basically anything to get them into our world from whatever they need. So if they need GRE help, oh, okay, boom, we got that, let's pull them in there. If they don't know what to do on a campus visit, oh, we got you. If they don't know what to do on an interview, we got you there too, and we just pull them in that way. So it's, I guess we can just say marketing is how we get them in. Then once they're in our world, then we educate them more about what else we can do and how we can take them um, to the next level if they want to work with us further. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like even on top of that, I think I think an even more specific word is direct marketing, not just marketing. And it's funny, um, I was talking about this with 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 a friend of mine that in school we're taught so much about you know direct marketing. You know that was part of Vision Twenty Twenty and all these different things and. You know, we're seeing state laws and all these different things occur. And I think this has been one of the like the most direct ways that we've seen direct marketing just kind of work because there, there was no like real group for pre-PTs that we could go and like pick them out or anything like that. A lot of it is just offering value. Uh, people, p- people answer to value. And so uh, for a lot of people listening that just want to serve, you know, any group of individuals, you just have to offer value, understand what their needs are and just offer value. And so that's what we do. Like whether it's the podcast, whether it's the pre-PT chat lives, like Casey was talking about, but that's really what's done it. And then obviously systems where now, like right now we have like Facebook ads running for like our 10 step cheat sheet of how to, you know, how to get into PT school. So they'll go in, we get their email, they're on our email list. And so it's a lot of those types of things. So it's a business, but at the same time, you're really just like offering value. So even on our email list, when they're on it, they're getting constant value. There's our super grind Sunday every single Sunday. They're getting like a newsletter. They're getting this, that, and the other. And so when you build those relationships, it's the same thing that we do in like face-to-face. When when you want to buy into somebody, it's based on the touch points that you've had with them. So if, if, if we're interacting, the more we interact, we either figure out that we like each other or we don't. If, if I'm hanging out with Casey, I figure out like if I like hanging out with him or not and, and vice versa. So it's the same thing with pre-PTs. We have a very specific message. Uh, we have a very uh, particular style of how we do things because of our personalities. And so that either draws people to us or draws people away from us, and that's fine. And when you have a message that's like that where you're able to decipher that, then you're actually drawing the people that want to take themselves up to the next level. So when you present you know, the pre-PT success program or all these other platforms and you say, like, for the ones that are really serious about putting in the work, and doing whatever it takes to set themselves up to be a perfect applicant or the best applicant that they, that they can possibly be, that's how it works. So it's not like some one plus one equals two. It's just serving, 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 serving. And whether like we did a live the other day and I had like 102 degree fever, whether I'm sick, whether Casey's sick, we're just always, we have to be on it because a lot of people are relying on it for inspiration, but also for direction. And then that's when people say, we can trust these guys with this process. That's when you become essentially the authority in whatever field that, or whatever like area or niche that you are serving in. And then people are like, all right, we want to work with them. So now when we put out an ad or we promote the pre-PT success program launching, you know, whenever, then people are like, you know what? They've actually helped me with A, B, C, D. Now I want to take another step. So it's not like out of nowhere, a brand new pre-PT. I'm like, hey, here's the course. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. No one's going to invest. And, and, and a lot of pre-PTs, 
a lot of pre-PTs have never invested in themselves. And I think for Casey myself, the reason why we are where we are now, and Casey's still in PT school and he's he's got an income coming in, like is because we invested in ourselves. Is because we're taking time to grow ourselves outside of what we learned in PT school, uh, whether it's um, in our mindset, in uh, the people that we know, what we're inhaling, and so we have to output that to them and teach them how to make decisions, teach them how to think for themselves, because that's what really sets them up for PT school. When they're in PT school, they're not really controlled or you know navigated by what's there because in PT school we all know that all all PT school is really forced to pass the boards and you know learn some basic skill sets and then when you're a clinician you just practice and you're you know you're you're in an environment that helps you grow and nurture those skill sets but but we have to do that we, we we have to serve and if we don't serve then everything we do is void everything we do has no point uh but it's just being constant with it all the time all day every day just give 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 and then ask Boom. I feel like I need to call you every morning to like get me fired up for my day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just loving everything that you're giving out right now. Uh, Lindsay has a question. What are some things students can be working on before the PTCast applications open? Mm. Mm. So a lot of things that I would say is one, um, PTCast app, uh, you know, PTCast opens for this cycle on the 5th of July. Um, and so before that application cycle opens, you want to make sure that everything is set up. You don't want to, like a lot of students, one, are shooting in the dark, but two, they're like trying to keep up during the application process. And I'll explain both. The, you know, shooting in the dark, a lot of people don't know where they're applying to. So a lot of people, like, like a lot of pre-PTs, and that was myself included, Casey and all that stuff, we all thought that we would just pick the closest school, you know, where I can, you know, stay with my family or, oh, my friends are applying there. Let me go there. Oh, I've, I've heard good things about Harvard. You know, like, like come on. Like, you, you can't shoot in the dark. So what I would say is, is right now you have to identify, like, which, which programs match up with where you're at currently. Because the, the, the more you can align yourself with particular programs, the more you can be a match for the schools that you're applying to. We usually say the top five schools. The more you can be a match for that, the more likely they're not going to throw out your application before you even have a chance to really plead your case. Um, secondly, now to kind of line things up, I would say make sure that the people that are going to be doing your letters of recommendation, that you've already spoken to them, you've already informed them of how that will work, that when you put in their contact information, they're going to know about it just so that you're not running behind you know, everything else. Make sure you have access to all your transcripts ahead of time just because that part, especially for me, that took the longest, just putting in all the classes I had ever taken. Y'all remember that part? Like it, oh, it was, it was, a, it was a pain in the butt. The worst part. <laughs> yeah, it was a pain. And so make sure that you have that lined up, just so that when you're there from the very beginning, you're ready to put it in. But also, most importantly, the pseudo early decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 what that means is, even if you're not, you know, applying, like, doing like, like an early decision to a particular school, make sure that you're ready to apply as soon as possible for all the schools that you're applying to. You don't have to apply to 20 schools. Come on, save your money. If you do just what I said before with just lining up and making sure that you're a match, you'll be able to apply to five to seven schools and be good. But also apply early because if you apply early, if you do everything early, you're going to be in a much better position than if you just wait for the deadline. Most students say, oh, deadline's not till November. So I see them here in October posting in the pre-doctor physical therapy students page. Mm. How do I navigate through PTCAS? How do I do this? Mm -hmm. Uh, how do I find my letters of recommendation? And now yeah. you're setting yourself up for failure. So at this point in the application process, 
you can only control what you can control. And if you can control those things, then when you apply, you'll be able to know that you've done everything in your power to set yourself up to be a good applicant. And then you, you just let everything play for itself. And then we'll talk about the, you know, the interview when that comes about. What you got, Casey? Yeah. 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 yeah uh, two big things. Understand that this is not only the schools are accepting you, but this is your time. This is three years you're putting in the school. And this is thousands and thousands of dollars that you're investing in the school Lots, and yourself. Lots of money. So, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. So know the schools as if you were, because you're actually spending thousands of dollars. Yeah, you're taking out loans and blah, blah, blah. I get it. But yeah. understand the schools and, and think about it like you got a stack of money and you're going to the campus visit or you're going to the interview and like, okay, I'm going to give you $100,000 to go to your school. What you got for me? Hmm. So you need to go in there with that mindset, first of all, then you need to understand the schools better than them. Ooh. Understand the schools better than them. Because if you do that, then everything else comes into play. They'll be like, who is, oh my gosh, who is this applicant who knows about our mission statement, our vision statement, where I got my freaking doctor of physical therapy or master's or whatever, where we went on our mission trips, how many research articles we did at Ooh. CSM last year. You know, who our faculty is, who our front desk person is, when we started, how many graduating class. I'm telling you guys, if you know the schools inside and out, it is a done freaking deal. So that's what you need to start working on now. A lot of people ask us, oh, the GRE, my stats, my grades. Yes, yes, you have to do that. Yeah. But also you have to understand where you're giving your money, where you're giving your time and where you're applying to. So research the schools, number one. And next is to really work on yourself. What can you do right now? Mm. You can't do anything right now because PT Gas doesn't open until July 5th. You need to be working on yourself because yes, there's a paper application, but there's also a human profile, human application, whatever you want to call it as well. They're interviewing you. They're accepting you, not your freaking, not your paper. So you mm. have to work on yourself too, whether it's our podcast, whether it's, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, whether it's Eric Thomas, whether it's Greg Todd, whether it's Paul Goff, whatever you guys like. To, to you know, pump you up, whether it's Joseph every week or you know, you ah. replay this over and over again, whatever it is, you have to work on yourself, not just for now, but you know, as a PT student, because like we just talked about, it gets rough and sometimes you forget, you know, the struggle from before. Then also when you graduate, you gotta empower your patients. You have to be good enough for your patients. So so why not start now? Because if you're working on yourself and they see how much like years, I guess you can say years ahead or light years ahead of the other pre-PTs, you're you're going against it's they're going to be like all right let's sign this off you know we'll accept you easy done deal so that's that's the biggest two things i can say to add on to that know the schools and, and work on yourself biggest things boom i totally agree i am an ambassador because i go to wingate university so when students would come in i would give them a tour and my favorite thing is when either the student or their family would ask me what are weaknesses of my program so like that they were also interviewing me to figure out if that program was right for them. Like I could preach all day long that I love Wingate and that like it's been great for me, but just because it's a good school for me does not mean that person's going to thrive like I did. It's true. Um, so that's, I, I don't like to like straight out tell them what the weaknesses are, but I like when they dig. So that's my advice to all the pre-PTs. Okay. Allie has a great question. So I'm gonna go away a little bit from like your actual pre-PT grind to like how the heck you did this huge, awesome thing that is now so successful. So Allie wants to know, what advice do you have for PT students with a fresh new idea to turn those ideas into a concrete platform? 
Okay. So uh, first thing, first thing, don't let anyone talk you out of it. Um, I think I think that's the number one thing. Uh, I I <laughs> some of the greatest ideas were were seen as you know pretty pretty pointless by a lot of people. Um, I remember having a conversation with someone when Casey and I first started, at least on the online platform. I, I don't even think I told Casey, uh, but they were <laughs> like, "Man, so so it's when we started doing our podcast. They're like, so you gonna do this for like you know six seven episodes and then." And, th- and then you'll pretty much cover everything, right? Because, you know, they can go on the website or whatever. There's really no point in serving pre-PTs. It's nice what you guys are doing. but And, and I heard it. I heard it. And, and, and I actually doubted for, for, like, for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and then I was, like, I was like, wait, what? Come on. Like, we knew what our mission was, and I snapped right back in. But, but don't let anybody talk you out of it. That's the very first thing. Um, so here's what I would do. First of all, whatever that idea is, understand that, Money, if you want to monetize it, money doesn't grow from trees. Money comes from people. And for money to be obtained from people, you have to serve people. So whatever that idea is, understand who that person that you're serving is. So figure them out. If it's everybody, I want to serve everybody, then you haven't gotten specific enough. Figure out who that one person is. One person. Like I would even give them a name, an age, like break them down, make them your avatar is what you could call them. And then Find somebody locally or virtually because you have access to people, you know, online that fits that and and interview them. Ask them what their frustrations are. Ask them what their fears are. Ask them what their struggles are. Ask them what they like and listen to them intently. Because the thing is, if you create something thinking that other people are just going to love it, you're actually going to set yourself up for some trouble. Now, it could work, Mm -hmm. but you're going to set yourself up for some trouble. So you want to find out from that person that you want to serve, that person that you're going to be speaking to, what are their frustrations, like what do they need? And then from that, that, then you figure out, okay, what is not being met? And with my idea, how can that complement that or how can I tailor make it to meet their needs? And when you do that, then before you create anything, whether, so for us, we have online courses and online services and stuff like that. Before you even do that, just serve that person. Serve that person. So that's why before, months before we released our course, all that stuff, whatever, we just served. We were just doing live videos. We started a podcast. We just wanted to serve. We started, you know, posting things, polls, asking questions. Facebook is amazing because everybody's on Facebook. And so just just serve that person. And in your message, don't try to serve everybody. Don't, Don't try to say, hey, everybody. No, 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 no. Look at, like, if you're doing a video, look at your camera and think of that one person you interviewed and just talk to them the whole time. Because the thing is, the more specific you are with who you serve, the more other people will be drawn to you. The person I want to serve as, you know, like, you know, for pre-PTs is 22 years old. They play soccer. They, and I could go down the list. And I go down, but I can tell you right now, we have people that are younger than that. We have people in their 30s. We got people that are non-traditional. We got people that are traditional. And so it's, it's almost like the more specific you get, you still get everybody else. So don't spread yourself thin and try to serve everybody. Serve that one person. Give, 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 give. And they will tell you exactly what they need from you. And if you meet that and serve them at a high level, then you, you can't lose at that point. That's, that's the best thing you can do. So if you, if you flip the script and, and create whatever you're creating first and then just try to push it out there, chances are you're going to be disappointed. So do yourself a service, find that person, talk to them, find out what their needs are, serve them, and you'll be good. I hope people were putting quotations and putting hashtag exchange essay on Twitter because that was 
that was also fire, just like everything else. <laughs> but I hope something on there was on Twitter now. I know Alex just dropped something in the comments. So, hey. all right, Casey, sorry to follow that up. <clears throat> what do you got? Yeah, so we, we were just at Smart Success PT Live uh, at the weekend of Memorial Day. And these two guys who spoke last, Will and Alex, you guys can tag them in here. They talk, they, their talk was on imperfect action. Mm. And if I can tell you guys something to do that. is doing imperfect action. Because a lot of times, even us in the medical profession, you know, we're perfectionists. And what is really perfection? Like, it's really our egos talking, saying, oh, this is not you know, this is not perfect, so why put it out? Or this That's is not true. good enough, or, you know, people aren't gonna see me in the right light if it's not, like, it's just it's just really ego talking. So if you get over that, if you really get over yourself and push yourself out the way and just be like, whatever, the audio's not great, or my screen is kind of fuzzy, or I don't have the right lighting, who cares? Like, they only care about what they're getting from you. Like, okay, in all seriousness, I told this to a couple of our students. Me and Joseph can be like two Indian girls from Minnesota, right? And nobody would really freaking care. If we yeah. had our same podcast, our same Facebook group, our same YouTube, our same love, our same relationship with the people, our same drive to impact people in the PT profession, no, everybody was, you would still be on this interview with Indian girls from Minnesota. Like, that's all that really matters. They don't really care about you. They care about what you're getting or what they're getting from you. So if you understand that, then it's a done deal. Your confidence shoots up. You know, you get on there with the smile. You know, you start dancing around. You put on some music. It's game over. Then you just, you know, day after day, you follow your schedule. You follow your plan. You, you know, do all the stuff that makes that makes a business work. But first of all, you have to understand, like, nothing's perfect, Right. Like we, we just talked about stuff before we went live about audio and stuff like that. None of our <laughs> podcasts that we put out are perfect, anything like that. So understand like if you get over that, you know, anxiety of what are people gonna think about me and my lighting and my audio or mm. my hair or like who cares? <laughs> who cares? Just put it out. Uh, yeah, sorry, That's go so ahead. A- that is so accurate, because right now I know that me and Joseph are both blurry. The first time I ever did an exchange, it sounded like I was underwater for the entire hour. Um, but you know what? People still listen to exchange, and we're still here. <laughs> it was a good learning exactly. curve. So exactly. I think and if one of the growing pains of putting out something new and doing a new experience, you'll get it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and if you don't put it out, you're really being selfish to the people who could have benefited from you. So just do it. Um, like, get over yourself. Just You're it. being selfish. Absolutely. We have a question. It. We have a question from. I'm sorry if I say your name wrong. Mur, um, how do you balance the work you do with PT school? There is so little time as it is. We kind of talked about this a little bit before we came on, Casey. Do you want to talk about that first? Yeah, it's. I can go a few different ways. Um, first of all, you gotta like you gotta kind of train for it. Like you're not just if you're not a person who's used to being you know busy and having a lot of stuff going on, then it might be a lot to handle, and you might have to work yourself up to it. But you know, I've kind of been busy through high school, college, have stuff going on. So having this is not really that big a deal. But also, I found out that you know once that you know first semester, that first month or two after PT school goes by, like there's a lot of time we have if we use it correctly. Like there's a lot of time that I could use as I choose. Now, if I choose to use that wisely and build pre-PT grind or invest in myself with other things, then that's how I choose to use it. If I choose to, you know, play video games, uh, travel, relax, you know, whatever. It's, you have the time, you have more time than you think after you get used to the schedule and the workload, then it's, it really all depends on what you want to do for it. So the way I do it, 
and it doesn't work for everybody of course i try to get the biggest things you know done and out the way you know then i have all the time to do what else i need to do so why why set anything out you know longer down the line like if you have a schedule and you need to you know study this day and that day why put it off or why put the little things off just get it done get it out the way so you can focus on what you really have to or mm. what you really want to so i don't hopefully i answered the question you know directly enough but it's it's really about at least for me prioritizing getting that out the way then focusing on um you know pre-pt grind and all others yeah and i'll add to that and i'll say that um because we started pre-pt grind when both of us were in pt school um and and i think casey said it well it's all priorities but at the same time it's understanding that like casey said at the very beginning you really it is tough initially to do it because it's a new transition so don't expect it like don't start you know you know kind of putting yourself out there and then saying oh this is getting out of hand okay i'm pulling back like just understand that everything is training everything is loading it's like if i'm a marathon runner i'm not gonna wake up one day and just run a marathon it doesn't work like that i'm gonna wake up maybe run a mile um, i might be nearly vomiting by the time i'm done with that mile and then train up to four miles train up to six miles train up to ten miles to a half marathon, to a full marathon. And by the time I'm at that point, because of how I've trained myself, because I've, I've learned to handle load, then that one mile is like, a, is, is like child's play to me. I'm not even sporting by the time I'm done with that. And so it's the same thing right now. But at the same time, you also go, in, go through phases where, uh, like for us, like we used to do a lot of the editing and all those different components of, of what we do. Um, and, and over time, we got better at it. So... It went from like editing a podcast episode for like four hours because you have all those like little ums and stuff like that you're trying to get out to maybe doing it in like 45 minutes and then getting to a point where you've served people so well that they actually want to be part of your team. So we have a team now that does a lot of that for us. So over time, but it's not like we just started with a team, everything you kind of work up to. So allow, allow the process to transpire, but understand that with time and just being diligent with it, you can make it work. But just understand it's all priorities. Ask yourself, like, what things are, it's like, like, what things are my top priority, second level priority, third level priority. If I'm doing my third level priority stuff more than my first level, then that's when you're finding yourself, you know, digging yourself into a hole. So understand what things are most important and just put it in there and everything else just kind of falls in place. It slows down. Yep. I would agree. At the beginning of PT school, it just, just focus on PT school because that yeah. first semester is like a whirlwind and everything's changing and you don't know how you learn. So once you kind of figure out how you study best, you don't have to spend six hours a day studying. You can study in like four. As you say, like if that's when you start kind of adding other things in. Um, and because I've been involved throughout PT school, and I think at sometimes like your balance, like you said, got out of whack. Mm. Once you prioritize, like school comes first, and then like family, and then like if you need like some mental health days, like please take those mental health days. I've been guilty of just like going, going, going and might spread myself so thin that like I get sick. So um, definitely take some time for yourself. And if you need help, like ask for it because you guys have a team. So I know I have a great support system with my board. If you ever guys ever feel like you're spread too thin, just ask for help. Yeah. Y'all might think I'm crazy, but I've actually, um, what I've done ever since like I was little even through mm -hmm. high school and college and PT school is I've actually taken a full day off every single week. Even I with, love it. Even, I, even with exams, okay. even with big projects, like y'all think I'm crazy, but I went through PT no. school and we have an online company. So I'm not like just whatever. 
and, and, and so you become real, real serious about what your top level priority stuff is. But, but it also pushes you to be on your grind and not waste time during the week. So all my Saturdays, usually on my Saturdays, I'm, I'm unplugged. And so I've done that all the way through. And what you were talking about, the, the mental health days, that's what served as my recharge every single week. But like right now, I feel fresh. I got patience at 8 a.m. right now, and I feel like I'm ready to go. And so it's just because I was able to take yesterday to just unwind. Today's been a busier day, but, but, but having, at least for me, just do something like that for yourself. Have an escape weekly and not letting it build up until like maybe a month in. Okay, let me give myself a day. And whether it's half a day, whether it's a few hours every day or an hour every day, find find what works for you, and that will allow you to keep grinding, to stay fresh, and to be at the top of your game. I absolutely love that, and I'm going to steal it. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I'm taking a day off, and I'm going to get everything else I'm, done. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> true. I have to try that tomorrow when I go to the clinic. I mean, to the hospital on my clinicals. I have just tomorrow because I worked all weekend. So, <laughs> yeah, <Ooh>. tell him. <laughs> All right, Allie has a great question, kind of mixed, your, mixed both of our worlds. What advice do you have for DPT students who are apprehensive about taking on leadership positions because they feel like they're not going to be the perfect candidate or the perfect fit for that position? Hmm. I, got I think you answer. should take that first, Jillian. Oh, <laughs> He's true. Like, I'm ready. True. I think Jillian should take that one first. Oh, no, I'm the last one. I'll follow up. You're the guest. <laughs> All right. So the question was, was um, how do you take on or how do you feel good enough to take on leadership positions? It's, it's like students that are scared or they feel like they're not good enough to apply for the positions. And like, what advice do you have for those people? Uh, it's kind of like what I said before, but um, what are you bringing to them? Or are you going to be selfish if they don't um, learn from you or how how is their how is their life going to benefit from you being in that position that's what you have to ask yourself how how is their life going to be improved and you can take that with you actually for the patients so what are you what are you really scared of of them judging you or uh from them you know talking bad about like what is it you have to think about it more of i'm going to improve their life no matter what i can bring value to them i can serve them at a different level uh, I can I can even grow to serve them better as time goes on. Then once you once you think about it like that, then that confidence comes back and that anxiety kind of diminishes. And you're like, oh yeah, I can I can actually do this. I have something to give. I I have some leadership qualities that I can improve on. That I can that I can you know bring a benefit to other people. So it's it's really you know changing the mindset and looking at it from how am I going to benefit people? How am I going to serve people mm-hmm. more so than you know, are people going to judge me or how are they going to look at me for at least trying or being in this leadership position? So what do you got, Joseph? So uh, completely agree. First of all, I, I, I completely agree. And I think the second part is um, I think a lot of it, at least that question sounds like it's coming from from just fear of, of taking on that role, fear of being in that position or how do I prepare myself is what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. And. And I think um, a safe answer, sorry, not even safe, just a real answer is I've, I'm thinking through all the leadership positions I've been in, uh, whether it's like class president for PT school, director for a team we took to Honduras, pre-PT grind, co- I mean, all these different things. And I've never felt ready for any of them. Mm-mm. Like none of them have ever, like I've never, I've never been like, oh, okay. I'm going to handle, no, no, no. I've always felt like I was being thrown into something that I was very unfamiliar with. Um, I was terrified. 
I, I don't always show it because I'm, I'm able to kind of, you know, put on, you know, a pretty confident, you know, persona, but, <laughs> but I'll be real. Like I was, I was always pretty scared, you know, with each of those transitions because they met new territory. But when you're leading, it means that you're serving, you know, other people and you just don't want to let those people down as well. Um, so, so first of all, understand that that's, that's normal to feel that way. Um, and the second thing is you're actually going to like, just by jumping, everything else does figure itself out. You, you become the person you need to be at that right time. Um, what I would actually say is to just keep people around you that are able to not only guide you, but instill you with the confidence to keep going. Because despite, despite the frustrations, the mistakes that may come along, the successes, you want to have people that are going to keep you in line. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of times we just need to stay in our own lane. And, and, pe- and having people that can do that for us, having people that can empower us, having people that have done it before us. I mean, you're not the first person to be you know, a president. You're not the first person to be a secretary. You're not the first person to be you know, like, you know, a representative. You're not, like, you're, you're not mm-hmm. the first. So find other people that have done, have made a jump like that. Ask them what they have done and use them as your, your support group, but also individuals that can enrich you with the mindset that you need. And I think for me, it was getting into those positions that actually turned me into a good leader because I had people around me that gave me the confidence and the know-how and the empowerment to do exactly that. So don't like, you're not going to be ready. Like I'll, might be might be a bad thing to hear but it's also a very a very good thing to hear as well you you're not gonna feel ready so to just jump if that's what you want go for it just make sure you have people around you that believe in you are locked into that mission and are able to give you everything you need to thrive three more uh, i thought that i prepared for this position as director of communications <laughs> no i had no idea what i was doing thank god cruz was there because um, <laughs> like um, a lot of people don't know but I applied for the board of directors the year before also but I didn't get slated because I had no idea what I was doing and I mm. just kind of went for it and I don't regret that at all because I spent the next year working on myself um, making myself a better leader and like finding what servant leadership is mm. and I think you guys have talked about that all day and I think that is such an important part of our profession is being those servant leaders to not only each other, but also our patients. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, in all reality, we lead, we lead our patients through their entire journey. It's true. So, yeah, I'd say just t- take the plunge and apply. I mean, it's free. Uh, shout out to our own. The board of directors applications are going to go out either during next or slightly afterwards. So if you're thinking about applying and you are going to next, please come talk to anybody on the board of directors, especially NOMCOM, because, those three handsome men will just take you right under their wing. I feel like there's going to be an all-female board next year. Just a hunch. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, any leadership position, even if it's not APT-related, if it's starting your new adventure, like just dive in and go for it because there's you, you might succeed and you might not, but you're going to learn from it either way, I think. Exactly. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Let's see. we got some more questions over here. Um, ah, see, there's so many good questions. Lindsay wants to know, does it cost to be, be uh, cost to become a part of the PT grind, pre-PT grind? It does not cost to get into our, like, if you want to be in our circle, as in, you know, the pre-doctor, physical th- in our world, no, it does not yeah. cost initially. 
um, if you want to just kind of get access to to you know, just a lot of pre-PTs, whether it's in the pre-doctor physical therapy students page, you know, follow all of our content. Like we have a lot of free content out there that if you just took that and implemented it, you'd already be, you, you know, eons ahead of where you are right now. But if if they like if you wanted to take a step further and, you know, get into our like inner circle where we have um, like our course, the pre-PT success program, the one that we had at Andrews University initially that we turn into an online platform. Um, and essentially what that course does, is it helps pre-PT students get into physical therapy school uh, without wasting time or money. If you want to get in there, be around that inner circle, have access to Casey and myself as mentors, have access to our coaches, our team, and also the other winners in there that have just decided that they want to leverage themselves, take themselves up the next step and do whatever it takes to get in, then yes, that would cost. And so that's that's that that's the difference. But to get in our world, no, just hop in. <laughs> I love it. I like want to be in your world, but um, I'm not a pre PT. Go back in time, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I don't really want to do PT. No. <laughs> All right, this well, is the last question because we just love talking. Um, Ali asked, a lot of advice you guys are giving is about selecting for a PT program. Could you also apply? Uh, this kind of knowledge to a third-year DPT student who's transitioning into the workplace and trying to select where the heck they want to work. Mm. Mm. Of course. Of course. Of freaking course. What else do you All do, Casey? <laughs> it, it, it's, the same, it's the same principles, right? So wisdom is really like understanding the underlying concepts of different you know, situations, then applying them to whatever situation you're in now. So, okay, how do you stand out as a pre-PT applicant? Same thing. How do you stand out as a new grad? It's the same. We're asking the same basic questions, right? So mm -hmm. same principles that uh, that apply. How do you stand out? You understand the schools. You know, you get your stats up. You get letters of recommendation. Same thing, right? You understand the job. You understand the setting. You understand the clinical skills. You get your CIs behind you. You get a team to make you feel invincible. You you know invest in yourself, enroll in courses, personal development. It's the same thing you do as a third year student that you would be doing in you know as a pre PT. So it's it's really the same principles. It's, the difference really comes is are you going to do it or not? That's where that's where a lot of people you know slide off the wagon Ooh. or end up being successful and being like in Jillian's you know place as being the you know communications director. It's, are you going to do it? Because we can tell you stuff all day. We can say you do this as a pre-PT or you have to do this as a third-year student to get your perfect job. But are, are you going to do it or not, or not or put in the action or not? That's, that's really up to you. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really the same underlying core principles. The only difference is now you're at you know, a different level. You're applying for jobs and you're starting your career. But really, are you going to put in that work to set yourself apart as a DPT, uh, as a new grad as well? So same principles. Same basic principles. Yeah, and I think um, another part of it, even as in like as a like a physical therapist now, just months months out from August, man, it's almost a year, crazy. Um, I think <laughs> I think a major a major part is in physical therapy school, we were never taught um, the power of of just how we think in terms of mindset um, and and personal development and having the right people around us. I, I've actually become in the last year, I've I've not eliminated friends, but I've become very picky with who I have around myself. Not mm -hmm. because 
not because I'm like, oh, I don't like that. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's not some childish, I don't like that person, so I'm not going to hang with them. It's more I have to protect myself and the people around me in terms of how we perceive everything because it's very easy to cave into our fears. It's very easy to cave into what you're told going into the PT profession that burnout is a real thing, that you know ABCD is going to happen. And burnout's caused by two things, really. It's only caused by boredom or you know inefficiency so inefficiency if you feel overwhelmed and boredom if you just if you're bored you're gonna burn out because you're not you're not growing and so understanding that how you think and and how you 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 target your goals um really is the foundation of how everything like how we teach everything we just teach it with practicality and in very specific ways of how to navigate that because the honest truth is right now in the pt profession um it's it's very easy to get a job. It's very easy to have a a game plan laid out. It's very easy to work in a sniff. It's easy to work in an outpatient ortho place. I mean, you might have to apply to a few places before you get the job, but you'll get a job. You know what I mean? Just pass the board exam. Mm-hmm. But the honest truth is that's actually what leads a lot of people to plateau because they don't pursue anything after that. It's almost as if we're on our grind. You know this whole pre-PT grind thing? It's the same thing. It's the PT school grind. Like we're on our grind until we graduate with our doctorate degree. And then we're like, well, I got my job. All right, now I can now I can chill out. And the mm-hmm. problem is that's what sets us up for failure. That's what sets a lot. That's what's screwing up our whole profession. Like we're not, we're not moving forward because a lot of people, a lot of people are just like chilling out. And then we get people that are doing that for 10 years that come back to teach us in school. Mm. Now I'm, about to, I'm about to go off. Like uh, come, back, out for 10 years. Come, back, come back to teach us in school because they're like, well, yeah, A, B, C, D. And now they're teaching us to follow the same path that they follow. You know what I mean? And so a lot of that is just you have to put yourself around people that are where you want to be. But do it now. Mm. If you're graduating from PT school, do it now. For us, what? how did we do that? We did that by going into Smart Success PT. Like Greg Todd was the one that opened up our eyes to this world and empowered us to do what we have done. But also understanding that the PT profession is not as capped as you think it is. Everything from mm-hmm. earning potential, and I, I, I could go in right now if y'all want me to. <laughs> like everything from earning potential to what you can do in the profession, whether it's clinical or non-clinical, everything is like there is so much. I feel like PT is one of the last professions right now to really open up its ceiling to what's really possible. We're just stuck here. All we did was change that degree from being a bachelor's to being a master's to being a doctorate. Kept stayed right here, but now we have the ego of being a doctor. Yeah, right? we just felt good about yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we felt good about ourselves. But now <laughs> we have that. We're in a lot more debt. We're in a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, and now. We're putting ourselves in a position where all we want to do is exchange time for money. We just want to be in the same situation. Just give me my job. Don't make me think about it. And so if you then complain about it. Exactly. So so don't like let's be let's go straight to the point. If if I see someone in my childhood right now that does one thing, like let's say I want to be successful business wise. If someone is giving me advice on business and they've never done it, I'm not going to follow it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So understand what you want right now, especially as a new grad PT in your third year of PT school, second year, first year, pre-PT, it doesn't really matter. Figure out what you want, find somebody that has it and follow them. If you're looking for it and right now you're like, I don't know where to look, I don't know, you know, like I can't I can't find who that person is. I mean, hit us up. Like we know mad, like we know a lot of people that can give you that direction. But find that person. Don't limit your per- like don't limit your career 
because other people have done it. Don't just say to yourself, I got to work as a clinician this many hours this way for 32 years and then, you know, pull the plug and retire because that's how it's just done. That Come on now. It, like there's no satisfaction. The fact that like, oh, y- y- y'all, y'all put me into place. Like the fact that during my last rotation, my last, my last clinical instructor told me, Joseph, I, I, I was in love with this profession when I started, but now I'm 30 plus years in and I despise it. I'm only here because I'm still in debt and A, B, C, D. If that's the case, I'm definitely not going down that path. So figure out what you want, but don't see that. Like when y'all are on your rotations, when you guys are observing other clinicians and you hear that, don't let that discourage you. Don't let that hold you back. Don't let that be like the wall that, that stops you from getting into physical therapy. It's like, oh shoot, if that's what PTs do, then mm-mm, I can't do that. Understand that there are people that have decided to lock, have a definite purpose, serve a lot of people. Here's a hint. That person that asked the question about, you know, like if I want to start my own thing or whatever, the more people you serve, the more people, the more you're going to get paid. Yeah. Right. So, so right now, if you want to just like work as a PT and then build something where you can just serve a lot of people right now, like even though we have certain people that are in our paid course, we're serving thousands of pre-PTs currently. Right. And because you serve thousands, we have the few that are willing to take the next step that actually pay us. So the more people you serve, the more you can set yourself up to actually earn more. And it's outside of what we're taught in PT school. Find somebody who has what you want and go get it. That's what I, I have to say. It. All right. Either in the Facebook comments or on Twitter, I want everyone that's listening to say, after this exchange essay, use the hashtag so we can find you. Um, and it'll say, on, I think we named this outside of the box into the profession. I'm going okay. to blank. What are you going to do after this session? Like put something in motion, you know, it keeps you accountable, not only to yourself. You could be probably found new friends during this because I love meeting people through exchange. It's what I did before I did. I hosted them. Um, and then what did you find most valuable about this chat? Hmm. You guys can answer those questions. I would love that. And then I have a few announcements. Um, House of Delegates is going to be in Orlando, Florida from the 24th to the 27th. Um, and then the next conference is following right after that in Orlando also. And that starts the 27th and ends on the 30th. Um, me and all of our board members, and I'm hoping these two, maybe. Are you guys coming in next? We'll see. We'll might, see. Might, might. You might? Well, Joseph, you know, with uh, Career Strategies, you're supposed to go to this one for free, right? Oh, for real? Shoot. Well, Do you know what Career Strategies are? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to educate you if not. Yeah. Y'all might have to drop some knowledge on me. Shoot. All right. Career starter dues. Here's the quick and dirty. If you are an APT member at the end of PT school, you Mm -hmm. automatically are like enrolled in career starter dues. So your first year as a new grad, they're half as much as they are for like longer clinicians. And then two years out, they're 40% less. You know, they graduate five years out, you finally pay full up. And then your first year out of PT school, you can get next registration for free. Oh, done. Mm -hmm. Easy. So you better call up APT membership service and be like, hey, I just graduated in August. Let me in. Oh, yeah. Well, easy. We'll make that happen. Yep. All right. So that's in just a couple of weeks. I'm so excited to see everyone. And it's going to be really hot. So um, everyone bring your deodorant because I'm going to be sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, if you are a student, uh, PT or PTA, there are conference connections. And that's just a really fun way. Um, one of the nomcom or any of the board can drop the link on how to sign up. But you sign up for Conference Connections and we put you in a group of like three to four students and they're from all over the country. So it's like a really easy mm. way to facilitate 
meeting other students from across the country and making new friendships. And you never know if you can meet someone as powerful and you know passionate as Casey and Joseph, because then you have friends for life that you could call every morning and say, "Pump me up! I'm ready. I'm ready to go." <laughs> <laughs> Let <laughs> us right, know. It is eight o'clock, but I want you both to give me a short, like, minute or two, just ending snippet of knowledge that you want to share. You got it first, Casey. Yeah, um, basically, if if there's anything I can say as as still a student is that um, understand. I'm gonna kind of recap of what I said at the beginning. You know, for people who you know just hopped on a little late, um, understand that the pre PTs are really dying to be us as PT students, as you know, physical therapists now in the profession. They want to be in your spot. If you can just look back, just a few years ago, however long ago you were in PT school, if you can just look back a little bit and kind of remember how you felt like before you applied, two years before you applied, like, man, I just want to get in. If you understand that, understand that they want to be in your place, whether you're a student and you're struggling in your second year and you're like, man, why did I get into PT school again? Or you're a new grad and you're feeling burnt out, whatever it is, understand that they want to be in your place. So one, don't take it for granted. The next, if you don't want them to feel how you're feeling now, whether it's you're burnt out or you know, in school you're burnt out, as a new grad you're burnt out, understand that you can change it for the future starting now. Like you don't have to wait until you're five years out. You don't have to wait until you know you have a clinic or until you're a CI. Pour into the students who are coming up after you so that we can get rid of this problem from the ground up. And we don't have to deal with it years and years down the road and just keep recycling the same conversations, the same burnout question, the same debt problem, the same direct access problem, we can have that done. We can have it figured out now if we educate the people, the pre-PTs who want to be in our place. So that, those are my closing love thoughts. Boom. Man, right. Case, said, case, said a, case said almost everything. But I think what I'll end with is uh, we're in an absolutely beautiful profession. Uh, physical therapy is, is an amazing, amazing, amazing profession um, with a lot of potential let's let's not find ourselves five years from now 10 years from now in the same predicament that we're in simply because we didn't do anything about it and what casey was saying with with pre-pts with ourselves like like we have so much power like we have so much control over where that goes and 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 if we take that to heart if we understand that that's really what this is about um, that, that we can impact so many more people, whether it's patients that we serve, whether it's other clinicians, whether it's other, you know, future professionals, like that, that's it. But the other thing is also representation matters. And so mm-hmm. when they see you, when they see you in action, they understand I can do it too, especially, especially you as a new grad PT, especially you as a physical therapy student, because you're earlier on in your journey. And so if all they're seeing is, the clinicians that have been in the game for you know twenty years, thirty years, you know on on media or posters or presentations, and they're going to conferences, and that's all they see. They don't feel represented, and even then, even when they're being told that they're not able to do it, even when they're being, even when they have their own self fears, because we all like I had a lot of them, and I, you know like we all we all we all sometimes like feel that we sometimes get in our own way. Even then, even then. You want them to see themselves in somebody. There's someone that's going to see Casey and see them like like Casey, myself, like whoever. It doesn't really matter. There's somebody that's always going to see themselves in you. And when you hold into that, when you understand that, 
then that's when beautiful things happen. And that's when our profession really shifts, whether it's in how diverse it is, whether it's in how many different, you know, like spheres of, of physical therapy there are. I mean, like think about where PT started and think about what we have now. Like we have SNF, we have outpatient, we have sports, we have peds, we have like that wasn't there. And it took somebody to push that, like that next step. It took somebody to say, hmm, we can serve in this in this avenue. And so when you give to them, uh, when you when you give back, when you empower them, but when you also empower yourself to know that you are the ones that are going to transition the profession, that we are the ones, we as young clinicians and students are the ones that move this thing, then that's when five years from now, 10 years from now, we can look back, you know, sipping whatever we want to sip and say, yo, like, look how far we've come. Look how far we've come. And now other people are, are buying into the momentum and we just ride that momentum. And now physical therapy really transpires into something that we like that's way beyond us and so that may seem futuristic that may seem abstract but it's actually very very practical it's very practical in how you do everything now whether it's you as an intern whether it's your students if you're a clinician whether it's how you navigate yourself in the clinic as a as a pre-pt it doesn't really matter right now understand that that's what's in sight so act accordingly i love it Thank you guys so much for joining me for the last hour. I know I Thank enjoyed you. it. I hope everyone Thank else you. enjoyed it. Um, the July uh, exchange is still being kind of like scheduled. So watch out for announcements for when that will be coming up. But we will see you guys hopefully next. If not, we'll see you on the next exchange. Thank you. Boom. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care.